Hey, Beautifully Built crew, welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Melissa Impet, and today I am coming on with a guest. Her name is Kelly Folk, and we actually met through a business mastermind. So it was a bunch of health and wellness coaches all coming together to learn how we could better impact our community and make a difference in other people's lives as well as our own. So Kelly and I have been like talking about doing this podcast episode for far too long, so I'm really excited to bring her on the show today. I actually got to learn so much more about Kelly than I ever knew. This was just such a deep, real, honest conversation. It's a little bit of a lengthy conversation because we just could not stop talking, but there's so much value within the next 45 minutes. So I hope you are ready to listen, ready to learn. You're all going to love Kelly, how authentic she is. And it's just, I just love hearing other people's stories because It's not always easy, guys. It's really not always easy. So if you feel like you're in a place right now where you've been struggling or you can't hit your goals or you just have this hard relationship with food, you are going to connect so well with Kelly and her mission. So I'm really grateful that we finally had the opportunity to record this episode together. I know you guys are going to love it. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Kelly. I am Kelly Folk. I am a lifestyle fitness coach. And what I do is I help women heal their relationship with food so that they can build their dream bodies and maintain them while eating the foods that they love. So no restrictions, no dieting, none of that. Yes. And the dieting culture. (laughs) Absolutely. That's awesome. It makes me so excited too, because just, I think so many people forget about how important food is when it comes to the whole lifestyle. I mean, that. It is part of our lifestyle. Yeah, you have <laughs> it, to it's, eat. Yeah, you have to. If you want to survive, you have to eat. So why, might as well do it and enjoy it. And I mean, you can definitely, I mean, we'll probably get more into this, but mm-hmm. you can eat whatever you want and have the body of your dreams. There's no re- reason to go through life being miserable, trying to restrict yourself from all these things and making your life like crap yeah. and miserable for no reason. There's no reason for it. Yeah, it's so exciting to just really gain a better concept of nutrition because once you do, it's exactly, you can eat what you want and still feel your best. Exactly. And I like how you said, like gaining a better understanding of nutrition because I feel like a lot of people think that by eating like clean, that that's a better understanding of nutrition. And it's how many times, how many times, like, (laughs) if this is you out there, no offense, I don't mean to offend you right now, but I just, I giggle whenever I hear someone be like, oh, you know, I'm going to have salad. I'm like, oh yeah. my gosh, <laughs> salad is not just the answer. It's not the answer. I know. <laughs> and I feel, and it breaks my heart. It really truly does break my heart. And it, I mean, to be honest, before I got started, I was at this point too, but it breaks my heart to have so many uneducated women out there yeah. with nutrition. Like, and I mean, obviously that's why we were put on this earth. <laughs> to educate them, but it it truly does break my heart. Yeah. It's like a big bone that I have to pick with like the high school system in our country Mm. because the fact that like I took some weird classes during high school. I took like jewelry making, like all of these weird classes, but I don't know. I didn't know how to feed myself. That just doesn't make any Mm -hmm. sense. That should be like a core foundation to education. Honestly, it should because it, I mean, if you're not feeling yourself right, it, it goes down in your energy and that, that affects your grades, that affects your performance, even in sports. I mean, as an athlete, 
Yeah. I was like, I wish they taught me this stuff in school because I would have probably been a better athlete. I would have been a better student. Yeah. It's crazy how much it all correlates. So how did you get into all of this? Tell us a little bit more about your story. When did you start getting into fitness and nutrition? So I was always basically in it. Um, Like I mentioned, I played a sport. I played soccer. So I was always like working out, running like crazy. Mm. But when it came to like my body image, it was like, it was not good. Like I did not have a good body image. I I had... (laughs) just trying to like think back to like my friends in high school. Mm-hmm. I I would always like envy them. I mean, I'm only 4'11", so I was the shortest of my friend group. <laughs> I was like the shortest, but I was like, I was built stocky and I hated it. Like I absolutely hated it. And I felt like I was like chunky all the time. So I was always constantly chasing this thin thigh gap ab look mm-hmm. like because, the victoria's secret model look almost yeah, yeah. and even though i was never gonna be over five <laughs> feet tall like i always <laughs> i always wanted that look yeah and i would envy people that look like that and i always thought like oh if i was just like i i was skinnier like i'd i'd be better mm-hmm. or i'd look better or i'd get better like relationships and stuff like that and Obviously, that wasn't the case, but I totally, totally resonate with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're always looking for like that angle. You're like, when I get skinnier, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, that was literally me, and that—that's really funny that you brought that up because that mentality brought me to actually how I got into the fitness industry. No but yeah, so I um, played a sport in college, but my body image issues just like followed me everywhere. And I was constantly like dieting throughout college. Like I was that the definition of a yo-yo dieter, like I'd be super, super healthy during the week. And then I'd end up like binging and overeating on the weekends and like binge drinking. Obviously I partied in college. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The drinking. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, but it doesn't, it doesn't do much for your body. So yeah. I, especially like on top of all the running that I was doing, like I was oh, secretly yeah. killing, I you were running secretly so killing myself. Yeah. Wow. But I, on top of my workouts, I was doing my own. So I was like working out like crazy, like doing all this. So it was almost di- like an addiction, huh? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like I felt like I was working like, out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get like so burnt out and then that's when I would quit. But it would the burnout would be so quick. It'd be within like a month or two, and then I'd be like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, because your body was like trying to shut down on you. <laughs> yeah, but then as like I started to like burn out and basically give up, that's when like all my weight started to get, like to come back again, and I would I get frustrated, and then I started again, and then I it, it was like this ongoing cycle. So after my soccer season ended, I was like terrified that the running wasn't going to save me anymore. I like didn't have that extra workout that I was just going to get super fat. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was like terrified of being fat. Mm. So I decided that I was going to enter an NPC bikini competition. Oh no, (laughs) like the worst possible thing you could ever do. I know. Yeah. I mean, competitions, the competitions are awesome. Such a cool thing to check off your bucket list. But when you, when you go into it with such an injured mindset, oh, 
before. That was the thing. I went into it so uneducated, like completely uneducated. I had one goal in mind and that was to look better. Mm -hmm. I thought that if I did this, I would get my dream body. And at the end, like everything would be fine. Yeah. And that yeah, was not the case. And whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like, I have a question then. So getting into the competition, do you think that was because you were like seeing it on social media or something like that? And maybe it kind of like influenced you to want to do it? Yeah, I was following some um, bikini com- competitors. That's actually how I like, that's, mm-hmm. those were my motivators. Yeah. And that's, I didn't really, it's really weird. Like thinking back now, I really didn't follow any like quote unquote air quotes, like normal fitness people that yeah. didn't step foot in the, in the competition. I feel, like, I feel like when Instagram was first getting started and like this whole social media era was like starting, that was like the only type of fitness that you really saw was like people like yeah. hardcore competitions. It's, I feel like yeah. the fitness scene has morphed so much after uh, like just the past few years. Now there's actually people who do fitness just to live a healthier life versus, versus like the competition or like CrossFit or like those types. I completely of, agree. It's interesting. Yep. And I think, I think that's exactly what happened to me Yeah, because I didn't really know any, I didn't know any of them. I think me too. Like I, if if I looked back at being a little girl, I would have laughed if you told me I was going to get up on stage in a bikini. So I think (laughs) when I think back to it, I'm like, if there wasn't such thing as Instagram, I probably never would have done that, which is interesting because I probably wouldn't be where I am today. So it's crazy how it all. Yeah. I, I truly believe that too. But I, I just, I was, I'm a very shy person. Mm-hmm. So like, even all my friends were like, oh, you're not going to do it. You're not going to step on stage. And Ooh, then when so I got did, like a little fire. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah. yes, I am. <laughs> yep. Like no one believed me that I was actually going to follow wow. through with it. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a good accomplishment on your part then because you did yeah. you stuck to your word and you, you made it happen. I do have to say like, regardless of how screwed up mentally I came out of it, like I did, it did toughen my skin. Like good things did come out of it. Yeah. It did bring me, it's part of my story. It did bring me to where I am right now. That's how I feel too. I and it, it just, it. it gave me, uh, yeah, I definitely don't regret it either. It definitely gave me um, like this, this new confidence. Like it made yes. me realize that like, oh shit, I can do the things that I put my mind to and that I take mm-hmm. really seriously. Cause I feel like before the competition, there wasn't much that I actually took really seriously. But when you're doing like a competition, like you have to like weigh all of your food, you have to like follow the, follow the plan. And I hadn't really done that before. So it definitely gave me like a different confidence. I agree. Cause I tried like every diet before that and I couldn't do it. So I was Mm. like, oh, here I am. Like I'm actually following something I'm following through and I did it. Yeah. Did you have a coach? I did. Yeah. Don't, don't tell me if he was a good coach because looking back now, (laughs) (laughs) you're like, I don't know what you taught me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking, but my coach was great for the bodybuilding world, but not for like a female feminine, like love Mm -hmm. your body, respect your body type coach. (laughs) Oh, I same. And what was really sad was that he left me out to dry after my competition. So yeah. So he kind of just like, stop talking to me after. And I was, I felt lost. I felt completely lost. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's where like all of it went really downhill from there. (laughs) 
Wow. So how did you, how did you come out on top? Because you're absolutely killing it these days and now you're inspiring other women to do the same. So what was that transition for you? Honestly, and every time I get asked this question, it is so hard for me to pinpoint the time, but right after my competition, it took me almost like an additional six to seven months to actually, because I I jumped right into another prep thinking that like, okay, if I get into another prep, like I won't, like I'll be okay again. And I wasn't, and it wasn't until like my body stopped responding, my metabolism basically shut down that I, I could not be around anyone. I was like miserable. I was a jerk (laughs) because my hormones were all over the place. Like I basically took me to get to the the very bottom where I woke up and I was like, I cannot, I like still remember the day that I woke up and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I told my coach that was also, I, I worked with a different coach, but that was also like not a very good coach. I don't know, like definitely do your research if you're ever thinking about competing, but mm-hmm. it, I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I literally quit right then and there. And uh, I've never quit anything in my life, but I've never felt more me from quitting that because I basically saved myself (laughs) from from everything but I just like woke up and I was like I can't live like this anymore there has to be something better there has to be something that it like doesn't put me through misery like I am right now like I couldn't I couldn't be around my family they didn't want to be around me like it, it was I was so obsessed with food and just everything about food everything about working out that like my life was miserable It's so interesting too, because like when I think back to those days, I really didn't even love how my body looked. Like I felt, I felt a lot more masculine. Like my boobs were gone, like gone. And I just, I don't know. I was so much like harder. My body was so hard. Like there's, Mm -hmm. I think there's a difference between being tone and being like overly hard. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. sense. It makes sense. I mean, I, because I went right into figure. After that, I went from bikini to figure, yeah. So I love the muscle part. Like, I love having muscles. I, like, I want biceps. I want quads. It was just the fact that I had this vision in my mind of what I wanted to look like, and I was so far from that Mm. that it was so frustrating to me. And it was just all because my body just was not ready to be there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like growing up, I was like a magazine girl. I would always look at magazines and like wish that I was lucky enough to like look like those girls. Mm-hmm. Little did I know that those girls had been working on it for 10 years. Exactly. You know what I mean? And now these days I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm getting there. But it's because I've been consistent for exactly seven. So it's it's crazy how we see these images mm-hmm. and we're like, oh, that girl's so lucky. And it's like, no, that girl's actually worked her ass off. Yeah, but isn't it, like, crazy, though, that no one talks about that? Nope. No one talks about that. Mm-mm. No one talks about, like, the time frame that, like, yeah. it actually takes to have healthy, sustainable results. Yeah. Yes, you can – I mean, that's why they have all these quick fixes out there, like, the 21-day fix is, like, a huge craze that I see right now that, like, literally – gets under my freaking skin. Yeah, because oh gosh, me too. I'm glad you brought that up because it's like it's it's a fix, but it's not a lifestyle. And exactly, and but my thing is like self up for you. Yeah. But that too. And what happens after the 20 day yeah. 21? What are you going to do? <laughs> but at the same time, like they don't tell you about any of that. They don't tell you that 
you need to keep going after. They just make it seem like whatever you get in 21 days is what you can live for the rest of your life. But if you don't stay consistent after that, if you can't sustain what you're doing after that, it's not, it's not worth it. Yeah. I think that's why we're both so passionate about like helping people like really better understand nutrition because it, it's not mm-hmm. freaking rocket science. Once you like, once you take a little time to like sit down and actually learn and implement, it's not rocket science. Exactly. And not even that, but like implementing and learning about your body, not what yeah. someone else is doing, yeah, but yeah, your yeah. body. <laughs> yes. Not a cookie cutter plan. No, that was the thing. Like I, it's really funny because when I was working with my very first coach, he had me on a meal plan and it was such a generic meal plan. I don't know how I didn't see it, but it's like, but you see all these out there, like obviously the 21 day fix where they give you the same meal. Oh, I don't actually, I don't really know how the, the diet works, but like just using it as an example, where they give you the same exact meal plan that they give everyone else that's doing the program. Mm-hmm. Like that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Yeah. And different foods respond differently with different people's body. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting that we're here to show up for people and try to help people make that change. <laughs> Cause once you do make that change, it's like, it's so much easier to, f- to wake up feeling proud of your body because you just feel so good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you want to show up every day and that you, you want to eat healthy. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there that think of it as a chore and it, it breaks my heart to feel that to, to just see that people think that eating healthy is a chore and working out is a chore. Like, no, it's so a priority. Yeah. It's a priority. It should be. Jeez. I don't know why people don't want to feel their best. I know. It's a privilege too. Yeah. Like, it's a privilege to do that. Like, why wouldn't you want to take like full advantage of the opportunity? Seriously. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I know. It's funny because we've both been in like such drastically different situations. So it's like we, mm-hmm. we come from a lot of people's pain points and it's just, it's crazy once you do break through it. Yeah, it definitely is. I mean, in my story, it goes in like a million different directions. So, I mean, it doesn't end with right before like I got, I like, I got into nutrition and whatnot. Like I'm still recovering right like to this day from all the extreme dieting I did. Like I, it's, I mean, you put yourself in such a bad position for so long, like your body, your body gets damaged. And right now I'm going to be completely honest. Like my body is working on recovering from all the damage that I did almost three years ago. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful of you to say that. So powerful of you to say that. I mean, I'm not. It makes you such an authentic coach too, because you're real. You're so real and you're open about it. And and you're, you're showing people that you're doing the work it takes to, to repair like your metabolism. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no joke. I mean, (laughs) and I'm not gonna, there's no reason for me to hide it at first. I wanted to just because, and this is like very recent, like I just started this um, recovery phase, so to speak. Like if anyone known, I don't know if anyone follows me. Well, maybe they do. We will. But, yeah. Um, we'll make sure they do. <laughs> <laughs> if they do. Yeah. And you've been following me from eh, probably like maybe nine or 10 months ago. I have been recovering from something called HA. It's hypothalamic amenorrhea. And just from like the extreme dieting, the extreme, ex- the extreme exercising, I lost my cycle Yeah. and it took me a year and a half. So this has like been like an ongoing thing for almost two years now wow. where I had been trying to regain my cycle and I wanted to do it naturally. Mm-hmm. 
and um, other just like working like through it myself, but working with a functional dietitian, which is something, I mean, this whole um, restoring hormones and stuff is out of my zone of genius. So I hired someone to help me that was in the zone of genius and just, it's, it's been almost nine months and I'm just starting to break through. Wow, Kelly, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. That's amazing. But I, mean, I didn't even know that about you. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, I didn't want to say it at first just because I was kind of embarrassed that I wasn't, I'm, I'm very open. I'm very it. vulnerable. Like I, You're such yeah. an open book. I love it. Yeah. And I never used to be like that, but at the same time, there's no reason for me to hide anything because number one, that doesn't make me authentic. And number two, there's someone out there that might be struggling with the yeah. same thing. Probably so, listening right now. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. But, um, I, I didn't, I wanted to keep it in because I was afraid that I wasn't practicing what I was preaching, but at the same time, like, it was kind of selfish of me to think that way because me not putting out this knowledge was not good either because now I am so passionate about, like, getting people off of these diets because if you get to this extreme where your body is in, like, starvation mode and you keep doing you keep killing your body and over and over and over again like you can end up like me and I'm not even gonna lie like it is a freaking struggle you're trying to like interfere and stop people from from hitting rock bottom like that yeah I mean you shouldn't have to hit rock bottom to feel like you need to yeah. change yeah I also just love I talk about this all the time but I love how resourceful you are too because you know you understand that you can learn faster from somebody else and that's awesome yeah Oh, I have no, thank you. I have no shame in hiring someone to, I mean, and for the accountability part too. Mm -hmm. I have no shame in hiring someone to help me. I have no shame. Yeah, that's awesome. Such a great quality because it's, it's not that in itself isn't always easy to be like, hmm, maybe I need help because a lot of people just want to try to do everything and figure everything out on their own. I agree. I mean, I felt alone in the very, I mean, this has been like a six year journey for me. And the first four were on my, on my own. And let me tell you, it was like the loneliest four years of my life and it was hard. And as soon as I asked for help and I started learning from other people, I started to like basically be a sponge and just implement because I was so dedicated. Yeah. Yeah. I was so dedicated to, to actually becoming healthier because I was fed up with living the life that I was. Yeah. Ooh, so you were a sponge and you just absorbed people's knowledge. (laughs) Basically, I mean, at the same time, like health and fitness, we don't reinvent the wheel. It's the same stuff over and over again. It's just how you interpret it. So true. Yeah. (laughs) So true. The people who are trying to reinvent the wheel are the ones who are are just spinning around in circles and aren't aren't making any progress. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That was me. I wish I heard that a long time ago. <laughs> oh, seriously, like six years ago. Where were yeah, people? seriously, that would have been great. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> so true. So tell us a little bit about like, what do you do, especially, you know, this journey that you've been on for the past, what'd you say, eight months or nine months or so? What do you do to kind of keep your spirits up? Do you have things that you do or like practices that you do? What do you do to kind of keep yourself inspired? I do. So uh, I'm not even gonna lie, I had a rough summer just between that and um, my parents just recently got divorced. Mm. So I, and I like to be positive on my page, yeah. but 
I had to kind of just take a step back and really like check in with myself and just give myself a lot of love Mm -hmm. and a lot of things. I mean, I, as soon as I started my business, which was like a little over a year ago, I started a self-love journal where Mm -hmm. I write one thing that I love about myself and I still do it to this day. Love that. Every morning, every morning I write one thing, like no matter what it is, whether it's like, I like the way my hair looked like that morning or I like the way my makeup came out or I like, I don't, I don't know, my outfit or something, something could be something so stupid. But as long as I find one thing that I love about myself, like it actually like brings a lot of joy and just reminds me like some, when I, when I start to get in the, into this like negative talks, I mean, I'm human, it happens. I can remind myself like, oh, there is that one thing that I did find that I love about myself today. Mm. And so I do that. And I really just try to like, remember that I'm honoring my health. And even though like, Right now, I'm in an uncomfortable state where I do love being leaner. I would, I, I, there's no shame in saying that. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve on yourself. Yeah. But just honoring my health and just knowing that, like, I'm going to get there again. I'm going to yeah. get there. So it's just trusting the process and just knowing that, like, I'm constantly going to be honoring my health and just honoring myself because. I want to be the happiest person and the healthiest person that I can be, not only for myself, but for my clients to be a role model for them, my, my platforms, and for my family and friends. Yeah. Yeah, be that role model in people's lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you were totally called to do that. Yeah, I believe so too. And so are you. <laughs> uh, thank you. I love how you. I love how you mentioned that there's nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself. I've been thinking about that a lot recently because you know there's not people. I think people get mixed up in like thinking that wanting to like be a certain way is is negative, but there is nothing wrong with wanting to be lean as long as you know how to love and appreciate yourself along exactly. every step of the way. Yep, exactly. As long as it's coming out of love for your body and not yeah, hate. Exactly. That's, yep. That's, yep. I completely agree. Because I mean, what is the point of weight loss? What is it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what is yeah. the point of all this? Yeah. If you're not striving to be a better person every day. Yes. So true. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And, and that will help get people out of the, I'll be happy when. Because exactly. so many people are stuck in that, like, oh, when the stupid scale says, 144 pounds, I'll be happy. And it's like, no, you got to learn how to be happy no matter what the scale says. <laughs> Don't even get me started on the scale. <laughs> I, oh my gosh, let's talk about the scale. Are you a scale person? Actually, yes. And I'm only, okay, yes and no. Yes and no. I use the scale right now for recovery. Mm-hmm. But before that, I, and this is just because it's what my coach wants Mm -hmm. and it goes along with my recovery process. But before this, no, but I do use it in my coaching programs to uh, kind of have my clients that usually come with me are usually fixated on the scale. Mm -hmm. So my goal for weighing yourself every morning is to kind of just see that you're human and your weight is going to fluctuate. It is normal. It's completely normal. That's but and at the same time, yeah, and also because I do other like forms of um, tracking progress, mm-hmm. it also shows that the number on the scale is not always going to determine your progress. Yeah, it's not always significant. 
Mm-mm. I mean, I'm at my heaviest right now, and I am Feeling probably good. the healthiest I've ever been in my life. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I I personally have just had such an awful relationship with scales that I tell people to throw them away. <laughs> See, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, though. Because, like, I'm just, like, a big, like, more, like, your picture. Like, how do your pictures look? Mm-hmm. One of my clients this morning FaceTimed me fitting into her gold jeans. Like, oh, I love that. Oh, so happy. It makes me Ooh, so happy. congratulations to her. Yeah, I know. I was so <laughs> excited. I was crying. <laughs> crying. Yeah, because I just, I, I don't know, like, like you said, it's so easy to fixate on those numbers and it's like a dangerous place to be when you're like obsessed like that. Cause you're like sabotaging your own process. Cause you're so focused on hating the number. I agree. Mm-hmm. I also, I kind of have a counter to that Yeah. just because, um, I'm a big person when you're fearing something like I like to do Step the actual it. fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, so that's and a good I feel like, up on the scale yeah to kind of come over that come over that fear of yeah and just take it head on like okay like it's it's clearly showing you that your clothes are are feeling looser even though that but that number is not moving but that doesn't mean that you're not making progress like yeah. look Ooh, you your like progress picture. yeah look at your clothes like how are your clothes fitting how's your energy yeah Ooh, energy so. yeah that's a big one energy Ooh, i mm-hmm. like that that's interesting Ooh, i'm gonna have to think about that more that's cool that's a good <laughs> yeah i mean that's how i kind of went through all this just like facing my fears yeah and the scale was one of my biggest fears mm. so i can relate to all you gals out there that are afraid mm. so when you first got into fitness were you fearful of like learning new things when it came to fitness not really. I was so interested. I wish I went to college for it. <laughs> that's what I actually wanted to do. But um, that's for like a different story. A different time. Yeah. But um, I loved nutrition. I loved fitness. I loved everything about that world that I just wanted to learn everything. Cool. So, and I bet you still do. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> if I can have every book in the world that had to do with nutrition and whatnot, like, just like, even on like, diets that are so controversial like I love learning about different things yeah totally I agree too Mm -hmm. I love being like a life learner yeah 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 it's really fun it just it makes life so much more exciting (laughs) I know it does I mean and plus like you learn and anything that you read you you're gonna learn something from it yeah so Mm -hmm. yeah and you can always take it or leave it but it's so true you can pick up so much knowledge from other people Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm So where can everyone connect with you if they want to get to know you a little bit more? I'm primarily right now. My home is on Instagram. Yeah. That's what <laughs> everyone I, said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm dabbling into Facebook a little bit here and there, but I'm not quite on there yet. <laughs> so yeah, I'm on Instagram right now. And my handle is wellness with Kelly. I just changed my handle. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to say it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just changed it. Cause I, I felt like, I went more, I feel more towards, drawn towards wellness rather than just fitness. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a good handle for you for sure. So I'll definitely put the link to that in the show notes so that everyone can follow you. She's also um, a storier. So if you guys enjoy Instagram story, you definitely got to check. Love my stories. Love stories. It's so quick and digestible. Yeah. Awesome. So before we wrap things up, if you were to give the listeners just like one last piece of advice to leave this episode with, what would it be? 
It would probably be, oh, this is a really great question. It's a hard one because you've dropped so yeah. many nuggets. <laughs> I know. Um, honestly, it would probably to start prioritizing yourself first, like starting, like you probably should have started yesterday. Wow. But start putting yourself first and thinking of yourself as a priority and making your health a priority. That doesn't mean that you need to go out and jump into the next health program or get a gym membership, but it's just like making that decision to, to just make yourself a priority and your health a priority. And once you make that decision, like, I feel like as soon as I made that decision, like a spark lit off and I was like, okay, like I need to do this. And I was more motivated to do it. But I made that decision and I made that commitment, but definitely do that for yourself. That's such awesome advice. And like the whole time you were just saying that, all I was picturing was all my mom friends. Because even as a mom, when you have a child who's the most important thing in the world to you, it is still so important to make your health a priority. Oh, for sure. I mean, if you're not taking care of yourselves, how are you supposed to take care of your kids? Yes. Yep. So I can, I'm sure you feel the same way coaching. I can't tell you how many moms come to me and they fall off because they're quote unquote too busy with their kids. And it's just so backwards because you need to show up for yourself so that you can show up so much stronger for them. Absolutely. And then they're going to pick up off on you and they're going to want to start doing what you're doing. And then you're raising them to to live the lifestyle versus the yo-yo, the yo-yo life. Exactly. Well, and I truly believe that it starts at childhood. So if any like new moms out there, moms now, I mean, it's it's never too late, but start showing up for your, if anything, think about how you're going to show up for your kids. And that's like your, your biggest motivator right there. It's so true. Kelly and I were talking before we even press record on today's podcast episode. And we were talking about how much our childhood has impacted, you know, the life mm-hmm. that we're living right now. And that's just such a great way to look at it for all you moms. If you're not making your health a priority, you're gonna scar your kids because this is where like the most vital, vital time of their lives right now. You know, especially for anyone out there who has daughters. It's so bad. It's so sad to say, but it's, it's true. I mean, your daughters look up to you. Not that your sons don't, but mm-hmm. your daughters look up to you. And right now, like even I, I used to be a teacher and I'd walk down the halls, I'm an elementary school teacher, and there'd be little girls talking about how they wanted to look like Taylor Swift or like, mm-hmm. just like talking about how they wanted to look like all these stars. And it starts young. It starts young. Oh, I'm like emotionally even thinking about that because... <laughs> Yeah, know, it's, it was scary, so it's a scary day and age to be growing up as a young girl. That's for sure. But you can definitely do Especially your part. Right now. Yeah, you can definitely do your part right now as a parent and make sure that you're being the role model for them to look up to. And if and if that means that you need to do something to learn how to take better care of yourself, then be pr- proactive and and do exactly. something about it. Work with a coach. Work with someone who can actually show you the way so that you can be creating that impact in their life. Yeah, definitely. And I mean. If you find the right coach that speaks to you and that, like, I don't know, like, hits your soul, you'll, if they're a good coach, they're going to guide you so that you're not going to, you're, you're not going to have to go through it for a long period of time. Does that make sense? Like, oh yeah, totally. You're only, yeah, you're not stuck working with a coach forever. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So you learn within that, like three to six month period, get that foundation 
hopefully you learn a crap ton and then yeah. you're able to, to just live the rest of your life. And it literally changes the trajectory of your life when you have someone teaching you skills that you might not have learned elsewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so much fun chatting with you, Kelly. Kelly and I are actually friends from a mastermind. We did like a business mastermind together. And so this episode we've been talking about forever and I'm so happy that we finally made it happen. I know. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, of course. I look forward to you coming back and chatting with us again soon. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks so much for tuning in all the way to the end. I hope you took so much away from this episode. I know that I learned so much more about Kelly than I ever knew. It's just really awesome to hear people's real true stories because, you know, with social media these days, it's really easy to just, you know, think you know somebody, but you might not actually know. So I'm really grateful that I got to hear more about Kelly and learn more about her and celebrate all of her success getting through some of these struggles because she is on the up and up. And I just want to remind all of you that if you're stuck somewhere right now, that can change. You can make a change in your life as long as you're willing to put in the work and show up for yourself. So if you're ready to make a change, you need to reach out because there are so many people that want to support you. And it's important to remember that you don't have to do this alone. It can be a pretty scary journey if you're trying to recover from an eating disorder or if you're trying to lose that stubborn weight that you can't get off your body. It's not something you have to do alone. So get over that. Put that negative mindset behind you, reach out, be around people who will support you, empower you, educate you, and help you get to your goals faster. So I love you guys so much. I appreciate you more than you even know. Hit me up on Instagram. Don't forget to screenshot this episode, share it on Instagram, tag me, tag your girl Kelly. We appreciate you guys. Talk to you on the next episode.